Guys, hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 167, Get In The Mojo Den. I am so excited to bring my guest on. She has literally had such an impact on my life this year. Oh my days. Um, but yeah, hope you're all well. I turned a new decade, I've, I've come into a new decade, a very, very exciting decade. Um, and I keep kept saying to people, yeah, at my 30th, at my 30th, and they're like, your 40th, don't you mean? And I was like, oh no, I keep, I keep saying my 30th. I don't know why that is. Maybe I just, I don't know, I still feel like I'm 30, still feel like I'm 16, who knows? Um, if you just focus on me like we were 16 and planning our lives, I think we could all do with embracing that inner 16 year old actually. And I intend to do that as much as I freaking can in this decade. Um, but yeah, thank you to all the mess for all the messages. If you reached out, um, I'm so excited. My intention for this decade is to continue to support as many of you as possible with content, very, very honest content, and be that through podcasts, my stuff with radio, um, TV, um, filming, uh, acting, just anything I put out. The intention is always to help you either feel more calm, feel more peace of mind, feel invigorated, to laugh, just whatever. Um, so thank you for being with me on this journey, guys. And I just really have hope and faith that it will continue to just um, open up really exciting and fun doors and just want to enjoy the, you know, seize each day and love it. And I just encourage you guys to do the same. Even if it's a small joy as in each day, you totally got this. Um, so I'm bringing on Gillian Dalgleish. Now you may have heard me speak. If you heard my very open, honest podcast, 161, I spoke quite a lot about Gillian Dalgleish and the impact she had on any suppressed or even repressed emotions that I had down there. She brought them all out. Um, it was insane how quickly um, I felt lighter and felt a sense of real hope and peace. Um, just removing a lot of crap, you know, that I didn't need anymore. So I'll put all Gillian's details in the show notes. You can get her at gillianduglish.com. Um, if you're struggling with stress, anxiety, weight, phobias, alcohol, um, excess, depression, sleep, you know, you guys know all the myriad of things that we can go through. So basically anything she can give you a really amazing help with because she can get into that subconscious mind. She can get into not only our suppressed emotions, but our repressed emotions, the ones we might not even know we have or we're in so much denial. I would encourage you to do some work if you believe, um, you know, if you feel lonely or you feel something's not quite right, you feel something's off. I believe that Gillian came into my life at the right time. I was ready for it. I was ready to be told some serious truths by my subconscious. And as I say in episode 161, there were some complications that came with that. Um, sleep, you know, uh, my sleep was impacted and also just not being in alignment with um, certain things and, and people finding that difficult and not understanding because we can only really understand it if we've gone through it ourselves, right? We can never understand a person's trauma or a person's deep life lessons. So my encouragement as well, I just feel called to say that we should all work hard to listen more. Um, listen more or, or allow people to have the space when they take it. Um, allow people to have the space. Don't make them feel guilty for taking space. They need space. Sometimes we need space. Never make someone feel bad. Um, yeah. So 
sending so much love to y'all Jillian actually gives me a reading towards the end which is fascinating so something about rappers and purple dragons and uh, I'm going to listen to it again actually now <laughs> but um, oh just looked up and there's big purple wings at the back of a book uh, a Professor Green book actually I met Darren McGarvey who interviewed him a few weeks ago and spoke to him about uh, that was at the Wellbeing Festival big purple angels wings um, anyway um, I'm sending so much love and um, let's jump in guys please listen with an open mind because if you try your best to listen with an open mind you'll get a lot more from it all my love mm-hmm. okay Gillian welcome to time for a mojo injection I'm so glad to have you here thank you Jojo it's absolutely fantastic to be here in oh. your beautiful beautiful home on this beautiful sunny day oh it's lovely the sun is beaming and I've got this thing that whenever I really need it the sun even on the rainiest days the sun beams and actually BBC Radio called to book me one morning and the guy said to me on the phone, he said, Jojo, as soon as you answered, a big beam of sun and light came in the window, but it'd be raining all morning. And I was like, something about, you know, when you've had quite a challenging year, as you know, just lots to unpick. But sometimes when you go through things in life, you realise there's perhaps more help around us. Do you feel that way? I do indeed. And... You know, they they say that there's no such thing as a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. And I think very especially when you look back on your life, Mm -hmm. you can see where these coincidences, per se coincidences, all popped up and have been like a route map for going forward in in your life. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I do believe that everything happens for a reason. But I also know that we're often not given the big picture. Mm-hmm. So there can be situations in our lives that at the time can be painful, I mean, as has happened to me in my life, and I couldn't see at the time the reason for why things had happened. And I was very fortunate to have a couple of friends, actually, one from school who's been an astrologer all her life. Wow. Well, I say all her life. For the last 30 odd years, um, she studied astrology as a science rather than you know, your daily horoscope. Mm-hmm. And she, at the time, something awful was happening to me, said, oh, I can see it in the stars. You've got, um, what did she say? Um, You've got a transit in Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. You've got a transit in Uranus. (laughs) Wow. And she said, if this particular thing hadn't happened, then something else would happen that was just as awful. And then, um, and I had another friend who actually, she reads the tarot. And again, she could see into the the tarot. Oh, here you are. Um, I think the card that she chose was the, um, the, the, there's this fellow and he's walking through the snow barefoot with, you know, a stick over his, and and a bag at the bottom of a stick. You know, he's carrying a stick of all his belongings. (laughs) (laughs) But he's right next to... um, uh, a little church and the the light is coming from the church onto this fellow as he walks barefoot through the snow and she's saying yeah this is a hardship for you right now but you're going the right direction you've got a light on you well sure enough um th- those two women they really helped me to make sense of what was going on um and sure enough what uh it was the end of my marriage but it was a very brutal horrible ending to my marriage 
and uh, a double betrayal actually because my husband had gone off with my best friend and and it got worse from there believe it or not but that helped me to put a um, perspective on things to get me going forward and it was actually the trigger because I had to remain in France for six months um, waiting for my children to finish school so I could then return to Scotland with them and it was a trigger for, like one of my friends said, you need to get in touch with your higher self. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, my what? Yeah. I'd never even heard of your higher self. And she said, yeah, that's what you need to do. And I said, well, how will I do that? She said, well, find a book. Well, I did find a book um, and it changed my life. It's um, by, Sin- well, it's channeled actually by Sanaya Roman. And um, the, 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 she's channeling a spirit called Orin, O-R-I-N, mm-hmm. and um, becoming your higher self. And I read through this book like it was a textbook. What did you say it was called, Dick? I was trying to remember. Um, becoming your higher self. There's, it's a, a three in a trilogy, and it's by Sanaya Roman. I'll have to text you later. Yeah, the exact, can you put it in the show notes? Yeah. So this developed me, and I spent the next six months studying the book, uh, connecting with my higher power, and making sense out of the absolute cruel carnage that I had been experiencing. Mm -hmm. And that then led me to write self-help programs for myself, Mm -hmm. which then was the kickstart to um, developing my, my, my therapy business. So, as I was saying at the beginning um, just now, we don't always see what's right in front of us in, for the benefit, for the blessing, for yeah. the release that it is. Because, to be honest, <laughs> I lived in France with the four kids and my husband for six years. For the last two years of that time, I hadn't really wanted to be in France and I couldn't see a way out. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't see a way out. And... I often say that um, to clients because I get clients that come to see me and they cannot see a way out. And I say, well, I couldn't see a way out either until I realized I could. Yes. And it it, it did take, you know, that. I still had a choice. I could have stayed in the marriage and just put up with three in the marriage. But I thought, no, I can't because I refuse to have that sort of quality of life. Mm. And of course, once you got tired of her, who was going to be the next one? And what sort of role model would I be for my children? To me, it was the universe that she had been giving me signs for quite a long time beforehand. But, you know, you stay in a often put up with things for the sake of children that you wouldn't put up with if you didn't have children. And so I'd ignored the signs until the universe gave me a sign that I couldn't ignore any longer. And the pain of leaving was easier than the pain of staying. Was the sign, is it something you don't want to share? or like? Well, it was discovering this affair. So that was like... Yeah, the, that, uh-huh. yeah. and my husband saying to me, oh, if you hadn't read such and such an email, you'd never have discovered it, and I'd have finished with her, and you'd have been none the wiser. And I'm like... But is ah! that, do you want to be with someone that... I mean, no. it, depends, like, what, it depends what your definition of love is, because you know, from a cultural, there'll be people that are married and several people, and but, you know, that's a whole different conversation. Conversation, but um, love to me is is just a beautiful, pure, um, unselfish um, kind of love. Sincere, sincere, faithful, yeah, solid. For me, it's the same. 
and I know the French would probably have a different definition on yeah. on the love between um, a, a couple. But I went into the marriage 100% faithful. I was, I remained faithful yeah. until the marriage ended. Um, but my husband, you know, blame all sorts of things. And I'm sure, you know, I'd be at fault as well through the marriage. But um, we could have, in my opinion, could have fixed it. Only he was unwilling to. And he moved, he shifted. But I still think that even if he'd wanted to come back, he wouldn't have been able to because by that time the universe was really solidly in play yeah. of, you see, Gillian, we've got other plans for you. Wow. Um, and it took me a while to, um, to, you know, to come back. And at 52, I completely um, recreated my life. But for your listeners, here is a really profound thing um, that made all the difference to me in my life it was when I came back, I was more or less, well, I, I was, I was homeless and penniless. Only a friend gave me a flat and I, I, I was on benefits in Scotland. I had to find my children's schools and all sorts of other things. But what I did was rather than worry about how, I visualized that it had already happened. Yeah, yeah. I had my, my place that I wanted. I was thinking about the wallpaper that I put up in the place that I was going to be inhabiting, the lovely school that my kids were going to, and so on. Mm-hmm. So I put all my energy into the, the problem has already been solved. The problem never existed because here I am. Yeah. That was key in my survival. And it was magic because mm-hmm. literally things just dropped out of the universe. Yeah, Gifts yeah. and uh-huh. wonderfulness um, for me uh, and my kids. And so that, that's, it's, again, something that I teach to my clients imagine like the problems already fixed it's some people call it the miracle question how would it feel what would you do what would be your response to life how would you think how would you feel what would happen putting all that into your imagination because they say that everything that's created in life um happens twice first in the imagination and second in reality yeah and our imagination is so powerful and of course our mind doesn't know if something has already happened mm-hmm. or, or exists or not. It just knows where we're putting our imagination. So if we imagine, imagine it's already happened, it will. And I am the living proof of that, Jojo. Amazing. <laughs> and you and you still do that now? Like you've got the house you want, you've got the schools and stuff. Have you got things in your mind now that you that you're going to manifest? Yeah, I'm all. I do it all the time. So right now, I'm manifesting uh, my book, mm. and my book is 365 ways of feeling better about yourself. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um. So that's manifest. It's manifesting. I'm. I'm writing that at the moment. Can't wait to read it. And, um, yeah, everything that I've wanted, I've been able to manifest. Oh, I, I have mm-hmm. no doubt it's so real, but sometimes it's when you get those thoughts, like those anxious thoughts that come, for me, really, I feel I've become a bit of a pro at this, because trust me, some of the things that have happened this year, you wouldn't actually believe, and you think, how on earth is she smiling right now? But when you tap into the spiritual world, it carries you through you know they carry you through whatever label you want to use your angels god and um, you know universal power 
when you're tapping into it and you're making a conscious effort, and I think since our sessions, it's just elevated me because uh, did you give me like a little bit of spiritual spell or something or what would you say? Because yeah. I did feel your energy and I, I have, I, I feel energy very, very strongly with the, the likes of Jeffrey Allen. I've done his courses, Tony Robbins with his energy through music and I can feel the energy between him and his wife Sage and that was on my vision board. I was like, that is the perfect kind of love. Like lot, they've been together for like 50 years and they're still so in love. You know, I feel energies. I felt your energy and it felt to me like strong and but clean and clear because I know you work hard to clear your energy and you were speaking yeah. about that mm -hmm. but it, it was powerful and it was very very authentic um so yeah talk to me a bit about that <laughs> yeah it's turbo driven by love yeah love is I answer am in love with <coughs> life with all my clients, mm -hmm. I and this might sound far fetched, but that's how I, I am. I love I love my clients. Mm. I have always looked forward to um, seeing my clients. You probably know the, the warm welcome that yeah. I offer uh, people, and um, yeah, I, I love what I do. I'm absolutely passionate about what I do, and passionate about being able to share um, the, the knowledge and the tools and the methods and the techniques and the awareness, mm -hmm. such as the imagine like it's already happened yeah. sort of technique. Yeah. Um, and I think when we sit in love, it's, it's incredible. It's yeah. so powerful. It's the greatest And it's power. so pure. Yeah, pure love. Yeah. Uh -huh. But it's, it's the connection that, you know, doing the sort of spiritual work that, that ensures that your love is pure if you know what I mean because you're every day saying surrendering to God universe whatever word you want to label it you know it's um you're surrendering so it's you're getting the pure yeah. and then you, you focus on that and then it's trying to not even think about the darkness but when the darkness comes it's, it's perhaps feeling it a little bit or would you say we should just shut it off completely should we should we feel it a bit and then for example when I was in Budapest there was I had a brilliant time it was away on my own it was one night I felt lonely it was all these romantic couples and I could feel the sort of loneliness coming I sort of sat with it but then within 10 minutes it was gone but I'd acknowledged it so yeah. do you not do you believe in the power of acknowledging anything negative or are you at a place now where you can just go delete but you see it coming you feel it and you go just delete that Stay in love, stay in love. Yeah, I um, I did um, a shaman's course and uh, up at uh, Lendrick Lodge. And I was asking Stephen, uh, the guy that runs Lendrick, uh, how do you do this, Stephen, you know, when you come upon darkness? And he said, there is no darkness where you are sitting in the fire of love. I You're love sitting that. in the light of that fire of love. And uh, that's something that remains in, in my mind because I see the fire um, burning off mm -hmm. negativity. And he said the light that shines from the fire goes out the way and you are connecting and influencing others through your intention with the, the, the power of that fire of love. Yes. And I thought, woof, that's, that was knockout for me. I was like, that whole weekend, that was the thing that I really took away with me. Wow, that is so powerful. And people want to, I remember when I was telling you about when I was sectioned in 2020 and 
uh, everyone kept knocking on my door because I had so much love. I was still, although some were saying, right, you're in here with a spiritual awakening, but you need to sleep, so we'll just give you sleeping tablets. Some were like, no, you're having a manic psychotic episode. It depends who you speak to, what their faith is, if they believe in the spiritual world. If they're an atheist, they're just going to be like, psychotic episode, take your pills, you'll get out. It's such mixed, but so many were banging on my door because I was, I knew I was having a spiritual awakening. Um, it was very, very strong and I've never felt so much pure, unconditional love. And the patients wanted in on that. Like they were begging me to come into my room. The cleaner, Tommy, we just, I loved him. I just made him feel like a million dollars every day. He's like, oh, I'm just a cleaner. Why are you speaking to me? I was like, you're amazing. I was like, your energy, Tommy, like you smile all day. I was like, thank you, Tommy, for what you do. And that ripples out, you know, when I go into um, restaurants and stuff. People can feel the love. And I'm like being switching numbers where people go, we need to meet up. This is such a lovely, pure, you know, you just see human beings as love. And like, we're all just trying to like muck in and get through life and enjoy yourself. And, but I feel like for me, it's like, I've been manifesting a lot of people that have perhaps been, been through pain and we just form these really lovely, friendly connections, you know, and it's mm -hmm. not a, it's not a sexual energy. It's a lot of, a lot of gay friends I've got as well, but, um, call me Kyle Minogue, I was saying, <laughs> I seem to have, I just fall in love with gay men. Um, but, uh, no, I've got a lot of male friends too, who are, you know, straight and there's so many labels now. Uh, but just that connection, you know, I feel like, but for me, cause I'm a big feeler. Someone could just say, oh, you've just got bipolar, you feel stronger, you feel like... But I've always felt like, I've not never really had any periods of depression. I've always just been very high up person. And I put that down to partly my upbringing and maybe a bit of my personality being quite open-minded and stuff. But I just love love and I love humans and I love showing up fully, as you say, you know, showing up as you are with faith and all in, and this is my next book name, I think we've finally figured it out, because you know I've written the script, but All In On Joy. Is Ooh, lovely. Well, I started writing that when I had my spiritual awakening, and I'd started it actually in 2019, but that's when I was going into awakening, because I was meditating so much that year. I was going to a really free-spirited church, so there was prayer, people were doing tongues over me and all sorts, so I mean, from a spiritual point of view, I was just like well up there, you know, like the lights all around me and the love. But when I got sectioned against my will, I was so, so angry at first with my family, the ones that like made the call and, and were checking on me. I know they were just trying to love me, but I didn't think it was a place for me to heal. But I do, looking back, know now I wouldn't have been, had the passion to write my script. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, just, uh, I don't know why I said that, though, what I was getting onto, what we were talking about. But it is kind of like the blessing in disguise. Yes, like yes. You, you, you didn't know why, but it was that was like the motivator for you starting to write your script, yeah. that, that negative experience. Yeah. And then you've just said, so looking back on it, I can see that that's when I started to write my script. Yeah. You see, that, and that, to me, that is awesomely powerful yeah. when you look back, because it means that it infuses your present with okay so something's not great happening for me today mm -hmm. but um i can live with that i can accept that i don't have to be affected by it negatively particularly it's my choice yeah. but in in time to come i may look back on this and see whoa that was the trigger the stepping stone for da -da 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 -da, whatever yeah. else as yeah. well it's yeah funny. and when you see oh. all the signs but i think it's quite hard when 
maybe other people are involved in the story and you have to meet people where they're at. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's almost like I see taste because of all the spiritual stuff. I've got a bit of a gift of seeing into the future with some things um, and um, getting messages from the spirit world. And you said something lovely before we started recording about it's a rooms, there's rooms that are open. And what did you say about when you're heightened, you can feel the spiritual world a bit more? Well, in my opinion and in my experience um when when well quantum physics einstein himself has said that um you cannot destroy energy you can change energy but you cannot destroy it mm -hmm. and it is my belief that we are all just energetic beings yeah. and at the moment we're occupying you me um jojo are occupying this biodegradable suit mm -hmm. which is our bodies yeah the queen, um, she's departed from her body, but she hasn't died, as in that's the end of the queen. Her energy is elsewhere now, and it's transformed. So, like yourself, um, I have connections with spirit, uh, with um, family members who are departed from the physical self, but I'm still aware of them. And to me, it's as if they've gone into another room. <laughs> yeah. They're just in a different form. They're just as around as ever. Mm -hmm. And we can still have conversations or they can give me messages and signs that are going to guide me. Mm -hmm. But they're just in another room. Mm -hmm. And then there can be so many rooms because it doesn't have to be like... Um, your ancestors could be in one room, your immediate family that are no longer with you in another, friends in another, and so on. And these rooms are all connected as well. Yeah. And it also, in my opinion, it gives us the capacity for telepathy as well. Okay. Because everything is just this series of rooms. So we can go in this way from here in Edinburgh to South Africa yeah. and experience something there. Some people call it astral planing. Okay. Um, but we all have that ability. You can sort of feel... I mean, I <coughs> I'd sent energy over to a friend who was struggling a couple of months ago and, and songs and um, the favourite songs was playing. Mm -hmm. and they were just in... I can't remember what country they were in, but... The, their favourite music was playing and they were like why is all this amazing music playing and I was like oh I was sending that to you but yeah. you know some people would be like uh, what are you talking about you weirdo but you know you know when you know it you can't unsee it yeah do you know uh -huh. what I mean it's like yeah. we've, we've both been through so much spiritually and both got our own sort of spiritual gifts that once you see them and you feel them you'll never understand until you've gone through it but when I meet consciously awake people they're just like oh, it's an instant kind of do you know what I mean? It's like, a, just say whatever you want. It's, yeah. it's kind and honest because, you know, mm. you, you won't be judged. It's sort of, you know, I compared it on my blog the other day to, you know, I won't speak to my vegan friends if I've been to a steak restaurant and tell them about the ribeye steak. I wouldn't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So if someone's an atheist or they're not open to the spiritual world at all, they don't believe we have spiritual health, I would obviously know that. But I would energetically feel a block. I would yeah. energetically mm -hmm. feel their closed-mindedness i don't know if you feel that with certain people that yeah. are just not open at all a hundred percent what does it feel like to you energetically um it's like a difference in the air pressure yeah yeah right get that. Mm -hmm. I, it just it's like the air pressure drops the other thing that i have is what i call smell-o-vision <laughs> the olfactory sense 
Because I can smell things um, that, you know, once a... Like my grandmother, um, she lived in a tenement in Falkirk many years ago, and the smell of her bathroom was very distinct. It was pretty damp. And she died, fool, 1972. But fairly recently, I smelt that, the smell, yeah. out of the blue, yeah. along came the smell of that, that bathroom, bathroom toilet it was. Wow. Because that was my grandmother coming back. So I looked around for the message that she was telling me. And when I just stopped, um, I realised what she was saying to me, which is so beautiful, was... Gillian, you need to be kinder to yourself. Nice. I could hear her voice yes. in her Scottish accent telling yeah. me that. Mm -hmm. But she stopped me in my tracks because I do have a busy life. We all have, well, a lot of us have busy lives. Mine seems to just go 100 miles an hour. And I was doing it and doing it and doing it and not get, giving myself respite, etc. I ended up getting COVID. Um, and this was my grandmother giving me that smell of vision, the yeah. sign I couldn't ignore. Oh, that's her. And stop what she's showing me. And that voice came through. And I'm like, yeah, if she had been here in, in physical self, she'd have been saying the same thing. Well, that was, what, 40 years ago she died? And I could wow, still hear her. Yeah. yeah. But I might not have listened because I was so focused and I've got to get this done again. Yes. Busyness is the if I killer. Yeah, the smell of vision. And I, I get it regularly. Um, the smell of vision. I mean, I can, with clients, I can smell when they are shifting shit. Really? My, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. actually smell the SHIT. Yeah. And I know, well, that's going, thank goodness. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, wow. that's a, a very significant um, part of my spiritual awareness, the smell of vision. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean you, you help so many people. And I know when you took the blanket off me, you were feeling all that energy on yeah. it. And like, mm -hmm. how do you protect your energy when you're dealing with other people's traumas? Well, um, I before I start, um, I speak to Archangel Michael. And um, I ask him to, uh, well, actually, no, more. I speak to what I call creator. Mm -hmm. And I ask creator, um, whoever that may be for anybody, to ground my energy with the center of Mother Earth, to bring Mother Earth's energy up into my heart, from my heart to connect me with source, to connect me deeply with source and the light of the divine into my heart with that light pumping through me, using my heart as the pump. So I'm filled with the light. The light's just shined really fast. Oh, it's just coincidences. <laughs> yeah, it was a massive thing. Yeah, because then I ask um, that the creator clear me of any negative energy, any unhealthy energy, any low vibrational energy, and any unwelcome energy. Love that. Send it up to the light with love, never to return, so that I may remain in my own pure, protected power for the next 36 hours, able to deflect all unwelcome energies. Yeah. So that's what I do every day. And after every client, that's when I call on Archangel Michael with his mighty sword to cut any merged energy, because yeah. even though I'm protected, we're, we're merging just now energetically. Yeah. We may not be touching physically, but we're merging energetically. So I ask Archangel Michael with his mighty sword to cut and clear all merged energy with that last client. And I name them. Cut the energy above me, below me, to the front, to the back, to the right, to the left, all the way around and send that energy up to the light with love, never to return so that I may remain in my own pure, protected power. 
And at the end of every client um, that I work with, often silently, I give thanks for the healing and I ask that the healing is successful, progressive and sustainable Mm -hmm. and brings blessings, light and joy to my client and everybody and anything in their orbit that needs it. And that is um, something that I do every with every client and I do it I do it on the bus I yeah. send blessings yeah I love that um, um, I did it on the plane the other week actually yeah because yeah. people are going to pick that up because you're setting the intention and the yeah. blessings is pure love yes yes yeah. and love is cannot be moved and the bible says love is um, the greatest of all right it's mm-hmm. the when any spiritual book or practice you look at love is the number one is it on the vibrational scale? Is love the number one? Do you know? Is it joy, peace? Can you remember the top five? Um, well, I know. I think peace is second because when mm. you've got peace, you don't need anything. Yes, peace of but mind. I think, yeah, I think it's love, and I think it's peace. But after that, I'm not sure. Yeah, love, peace, joy. Yeah. Joy. Oh, mm. joy. Yes, joy. Because this book I keep getting all these signs, and you you spoke to me about that. That it's the imagination, but you know, like for me, I, I use the example a lot of my book launch. If you look at that photo there with Borfwick Castle, I knew I was going to have a phenomenal book launch, but I didn't mm-hmm. have a big budget. Um, and people were pitching to me, We want to do your launch, but this is how much it would be. And I'm like, I've just not got £10,000. In the end, I got about a hundred grand's worth of stuff. They gave me the castle on a Saturday for the entire day. They fed everyone, they had champagne, they made cocktails. Some beautiful boutique designer went to London, made me a luxury candle, often my book, the Mojo Injection. Wow. But the reason was, now you've read my book, mm-hmm. it was an alignment. Yeah. It was so honest. And I'm so thankful my family didn't fall out with me for being so honest, because there's things I said in that book that were, according to some of the critics, hilariously honest. And then a lot said to me, you know, Joe, you just said things we're dying to say, but don't have the guts. And I went... That's my thing then. That is my gift. It's it's sincerity and honesty, even if it will get me into trouble. But it was like I had so much spiritual support from God and from divine that I, I didn't get any hate. And, you know, there was thousands of people seeing my, my stuff, but I wasn't trolled. Mm-hmm. I, all I got was love and gifts and kindness. Oh, and, wonderful. You know, if you were to put money on it, you know, if I was to add up all my money, you know, hundreds of thousands. But... I never thought about the money and, and and with my film script, you know, people are like, a lot of people on the same energetic level will be like, it's amazing, can't wait to see it, it's happening. They don't even ask you how you're going to get there. But then some of the no people will be, you know, who are very analytical, will be like, so how are you, get, how are you doing that? And when are you doing that? And how are you getting that? And I go, oh, I'm not too sure, but it's happening because I've seen it all. And I yeah, know, do you know I what love, I mean? I love it. Yeah. I, and I know when I've seen a table of us at the Oscars and I've seen that we're going to win a soundtrack award I've seen that someone's getting an actor award I've seen that someone's getting a director award I've seen this two years ago mm-hmm. I saw this but then it wasn't the right time because of Covid and I had to go through a spiritual enlightenment a bit of a breakthrough a bit of a breakdown as well um, I had to be misunderstood but you know you look at any story I mean Jesus was hung on the blooming cross so to be reborn, we all need to go through stuff. Oh, yeah. If I was just like, happy, happy, Jojo, great life, no pain, no trauma, if you were the same, happy Chilean, just like, if you hadn't gone through that awful time that you so um, generously shared with us, um, I wouldn't have helped millions of people, you know, and you're going to help. 
I know that you're you're helping so many, but you're going to help many, many more, you know. And I believe that you came into my life for a reason. It was just so, I think I'd perhaps been meditating and I'd been at the cold water and I just came across your website, dropped you an email and it just felt meant to be everything flowed and I knew we were meant to do some work together and I knew there was going to be massive things in the future. And then, right enough, I got you on the assembly rooms mm-hmm. straight away, pretty yeah. much. So mm-hmm. I was like, right, this yeah. is, hadn't even met you, yeah, but I just. Before we even worked together. Before we even worked, I was like, this feels aligned. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to risk. I didn't feel like a risk. So she's going to come along. Never met. She's going to, I'm going to invite her on stage. It's going to go out to my podcast. So I just knew you didn't have a bad energy. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. Knew, I knew yeah. that, mm-hmm. especially when you said that we were quite aligned and kindred spirits, um, yeah, it just sort of works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it falls into place. Yeah, and we mm. need to, to give people... I mean, what would you say to someone who would even say they're quite spiritual, but they still get a lot of anxiety or fear? What would you be your advice? They still get a lot of anxiety and fear. Well, as you were saying earlier, it really is quite... is is important to sit with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to sit with it. Mm-hmm. And I find... Breathing is a hugely powerful therapeutic technique. Mm. Breathing, because um, using the different methods of breathing, we mentioned Wim Hof before, um, we can alter our brain chemistry, we alter our body chemistry, mm-hmm. we're lowering our heart rate, we're lowering our blood pressure, we're putting more oxygen into our blood, yeah. we're getting more energy into our limbs because of, of that. We're changing the you know the neuro the, the neuroplasticity of the brain. Yeah. So, um, and I remember on our podcast uh, in uh, the assembly rooms, the lady at the end saying, oh, there's a lot of great work here that's been, you know, discussed and techniques, etc. But for somebody that can't manage, you know, any of that, that cerebral stuff. Yeah. Um, using the mind-body techniques, the energy psychology techniques of the tapping. Yeah. Um, so that there's the breathing and there's the tapping, mm-hmm. which if people aren't sure what tapping is, emotional freedom technique, if people want to look that up. Um, and there's loads and loads of videos on YouTube with the tapping. Mm-hmm. The combination of the tapping and the breathing and a very key thing with the emotional freedom technique is that say someone's got anxiety or fear as you're saying we very much we set up that oh no i don't want this oh i'm all tensed up now because i have anxiety well that in itself is an affirmation i am anxious or i have um, anxiety that's an affirmation the more we say that the more we'll get and the other thing too um is the tapping technique involves rather than being anxious about being anxious, mm-hmm. accepting. Even though I'm feeling anxious right now, I can accept that and feel calm. Because yeah. you can, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. In combination with the tapping. So rather than setting up a resistance mm-hmm. to the anxiety, which is putting us into that fight, flight or fear um, program, yeah. it's... it's um, um, creating that amygdala state of mind in the brain, which is black and white thinking mm-hmm. that denies logic and rationality. Please, <laughs> I'm just anxious. I am anxious. Yeah. You're telling yourself that. 
So you're putting up the resistance and you're getting more yes. of what you don't want because yeah. you're putting your focus there mm-hmm. and you're changing your body physiologically as well. So the tapping technique and the, the philosophy behind the tapping is, yeah, okay, I'm anxious. I'll accept mm. I'm anxious, but I can be calm and I can breathe and I can use the tapping technique, for example, or the havening. That's I another havening. I, I had a havening session and see after it. I only yeah. had one with Edward Reed. He'd offered me it after coming on my podcast and I was busting. Like, I had yeah. so many endorphins kicking around yeah. and because I'm a big feeler like yourself and a seeker, um, and a dreamer uh, 45 minutes off my face honestly <laughs> you, laughing, you, said that. you said to me though remember and I've used this in the script actually you're like Jojo you're like a kid in a sweet shop with all this stuff like I'm all in when I when I like I live my life is do less but be more right that's always been my thing since I was young do less be more so when I go in somewhere I expect to have the most amazing conversation that's why I've never had a bad podcast because I'm expecting it to be a beautiful conversation that's going to help inspire my readers and my listeners around the globe right so you you keep that there you expect it and then it just happens mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah, 100% a beautiful mm-hmm. calm space and it's just very very addictive <laughs> yeah and and you're 100% correct your podcasts are wonderful But that would be my advice for anyone listening that has got anxiety and fear that they feel is, you know, they're they're not able to um, extract themselves from or they're getting it too regularly, to lean into it, accept it, breathe, tap. Um, But by doing that, then you're more likely to be able to change Mm-hmm. Your you know, the way your neurons are firing up mm-hmm. in your, your mind. It's like if you were to walk across a field every day, the same field, the same path, over and over, back and forward, back and forward, back and forward, you'd make that path deeper and you'd make it wider. Well, it's the same in the, the brain with the neural pathways. If you keep telling yourself, I am anxious, I have anxiety, I am this, I am that, you'll get more of it. And that's the very, that's the paradoxical thing. That's not what I want. Yeah. So these very simple techniques that I was giving you, anyone can use them. Yeah. And they are widely available on YouTube. The havening and the emotional freedom technique and breathing techniques as yeah, well. Yeah, they're beautiful things. Self-empowering and so healing and so powerful and for free. So quick. And yeah. I, I for me as well, it'd be music because that can straight music. away oh, transfer. Yes. Like I've got so many playlists that I just love. I'm a sucker for love songs, so oh. <laughs> and I was in the script I wrote about like Kylie and Jason. Um I don't know if you've seen the latest version actually, but yeah, I think that could be where it came from because they were my heroes, you know, and I'm listening especially for you. But now I'm still this like hopeless romantic listening to all these love songs. But the other thing is um the cold water i mean literally yes straight away you, have you tried that yet? no i haven't because you've probably got so much buzz you might not need it but no i would honestly say everyone should try it it's just amazing it's just even the days i don't feel like it i get in and all anxiety just goes wow it's like nature and god you know i mean it's like Ooh, that, that connection powerful. it's mm. like you know my feet are in this on the sand or on the whatever the reeds or whatever i'm going in stole the pebbles I'm there, I start to feel my body, I start to feel invigoration from the cold, be that on a snowy day in December or a sunny day in July, you know, I still have that same and the sun often beats down on me and it's a beautiful blessing and it's just something that I will never not be able 
like, like it's always going to be in my life you know it's cold water immersion mm-hmm. and I, I i love a bath i love a hot tub i was recently at um the budapest healing spa i don't know if you've been there no and there's um pools of water everywhere and it's meant to really heal and i had the day there so foam was away in the bag i'm, I'm addicted to taking photos and making videos i just love doing it but i was like right, phone away for five hours which is quite a lot, you know, when you it's, oh, when yeah. you love taking that can content. Make people cranky if they're yeah, the fingers are too long. I could have gone longer, but I was getting hungry. Um, but anyway, I was in these pools, and anyway, that night, so I, I went and had a beautiful um, seafood kind of spaghetti dish, um, a lemon chilo spritzer, which I'd never had, which was delicious. So it must just be lemon chilo with like sparkling mm. water. I'm definitely going to recreate that. Anyway, then I slowly walked back to my hotel room and. It, I was like, I might go to the rooftop pool and chill out. But I was lying in bed and um, I just had all this clarity. Do you know what? It was like a newfound injection of deeper clarity. Do you know what I mean? It's like beach or somewhere like that with healing water or in a spiritual temple. And Do you know what I mean? It, it just, you think you've got the clarity, but there's sometimes layers to it and you're just slowly but surely peeling the layers wow yeah wow that is so profound i just think clarity is you know i mean i i first had a life coach when i was um doing my my books she followed my stories on instagram my old instagram account was hacked and she loved the singing stories Mm -hmm. because singing is another thing for me so singing out Mm -hmm. and like someone actually said to me recently your voice has got really bad lately and i was like oh has it because i've been getting singing lessons it was an older guy i was like maybe he's not hearing it very well or maybe it's not maybe i'm or maybe i'm more free so i'm not thinking about the notes as much but i was like no one's really called me a bad singer i've always been told that i've got a lovely tone and that i can sing in tune and stuff but i was like that's some negative energy trying to get in there but i love to sing that's not going to stop me like i sing morning and night if i've got a spare half an hour i'll go right let's get a song and then i'll try and do a wee recording too so i can put on to encourage others but you know when you get a bit of negative feedback like that i was like it's funny it didn't knock my confidence i was more curious about yeah. it mm-hmm. i was curious about why he would kept saying this that my voice was so bad and he says it in a jokey way but he's like oh you've got to stop singing and i'm going are you being serious like one anyone can sing but two if you think my voice has got that bad like do you know what i mean i was like i I just no i'm just gonna have to be curious about it but i'm not gonna stop (laughs) you know and it's funny you don't know where things come from sometimes yeah because to me the voice is an instrument Mm -hmm. um the more you use it the more flexibility and ability you have with your voice you know just Mm -hmm. like lifting weights at a gym if you lift five kilos regularly then soon you'll be able to lift six kilos and and so on and the voice box and all the speech organs they're much the same with with singing um so the sound sounds like there's more to that as you say and you can just be curious about it and Mm. and see where it leads you yeah maybe there's uh, maybe he has a family member that can sing but isn't singing as well at the moment i'm sort of tapping into something personal going on you know yeah and you just tap into certain things and you're like oh i had a client and i can't remember why she came to see me um it might have been for anxiety or she a choice to make in her life or whatever so we went through our session together the hypnotherapy and then um as i was tapping in i said um 
I'm picking up um, musicals. Does musicals mean something to you? And she said, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so we carry on. We get to the end of the session. And she was wearing a ring. And normally I would never comment on my clients and whatever they're wearing or however they're looking, you know. But I was really drawn to the, the bright gold of this ring. And I said, oh, I'm very drawn to that ring you're wearing. She said, yes, it was my father's. And I said, was, was he musical? And she said, yes, he used to sing in musicals. Wow, that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> and as we tapped in more, it turned out that she had received an inheritance from her father. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know what to do with it. Right. And I do find this with a lot of clients, that it's spirit that's led them to come and <sighs> see me. And I'm not a medium by any means, but I can, I do have been given this gift to be able to become, you know, have that awareness like that. So what the lady did was, because I'm very involved with the, well, not very involved, but in the past I've been very involved with the Arthur Conan Doyle Centre and the College of Parapsychology on Melville Street. And I said, well, if you go to either of these places, mm-hmm. there are mediums that are, um, you know, fully professional mediums. Mm-hmm. Because I think I'm hearing from your father that he wants to have a word with you about guiding you with what to do with the money. So she was absolutely delighted um, to get that information. But yeah, so that was musical. That meant nothing to her until I mentioned the ring. And like, oh yeah, my father, he used to sing in musicals. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I've had all crazy things happen just fairly recently, going through a lot of spiritual. Because before I came to see you... I, I went to the NHS spiritual care team. Did I tell you that? Oh, I think so. Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was blown away that I was like, the NHS, I'm told they're <clears> dinosaurs <throat> and they're 17 years behind in mental health. That's why I started researching myself nine years ago when I saw my dad get unwell and other, other people and the stigma and stuff. But they were, yeah, I was chatting a lot to my psychotherapist and she was like, you're doing amazing. Like, you know all the stuff to do because I'm pretty much, I've researched so much, I pretty much, I, I'm a psychotherapist. All the advice I give, I, I ask others what they do when they're in a session, what advice do they give you? It's all the same stuff, do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, they've got the title or whatever. But um, yeah, when she said, I really think she would chat, and this is like, I don't know her faith because they won't share, so I'm not even sure she was spiritual. But I, I had said to her I was scared to go back to church and I think that triggered something in her, so I think she might be a church goer. She said, don't blame the church for your mania or whatever. I said, but a lot of spiritual stuff. But she actually said, I want to make an appointment for you as someone in the spiritual care team. And I went, okay. So she sent me this letter referring me and I ignored it. I pushed it away. I've not got time for that. You know, I'm busy, busy mom, juggling my career, doing my wild swimming, making time for me so that I'm not too busy, doing all the things I've promised the psychiatrist. But that letter just kept nickling at me. So I called quite reluctantly and said, I'd like to make an appointment for someone with a spiritual care team. They said, oh, have you been referred? And I went, well, yes, my psychiatrist sent me this letter. And at first it was a bit like, okay, what do you want to talk about and stuff? Anyway, made the appointment, got there, hour and a half of just being heard and thinking this is where I need to be. Not with a psychologist, psychotherapist or a psychiatric nurse, which I hadn't had in well over a year by that point. I just got like a six monthly check in. Because I dropped my meds for six months and was feeling really good. But what I needed was a spiritual therapist. So what happened was that opened a door and then it opened the door to you. And then other people were saying mm-hmm. to me, Joe, like, how's your faith? Why are you not 
I wasn't I hadn't been in meditation circles for a while, I hadn't been inside a spiritual building, I hadn't been inside a church, but I was doing my own little services and they were very powerful, you know, my own little meditation and prayers and music and connection and nature using the tools and using cold water to connect so because a lot of people i've met with faith would say they feel god most on the beach you know obviously in a church if loads of people are vibrating high of course you're going to feel supernatural presence you know i've felt angels all around churches and stuff but it can come in the place you least expect it you know but that that spiritual thing just continued and then as i say a few months ago i had a some of the most crazy experiences in my life that I'm still unpicking, but I know a hundred percent, you know, that I've got two guardian angels that have been with me and they come and go and they're rages, <laughs> as in they're feisty, uh, feisty men and they are here to help guide me mm-hmm. and they will sometimes scream at me, mm-hmm. this is what's happening, you're not going down the wrong, the right road because I would actually use, when I was getting all these insights, after a lot of the therapy, I would write things on paper, like, am I going to go down this way or that way? And I'd fold them up. My family are like, are you doing that paper thing again? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) But I was writing things on paper. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, sometimes I'd maybe listen to one road, but then it would feel, it was like, oh, actually, did I pull the right paper? Why did I pull that paper? And then um, an angel came to me um, the other week when I was away at a hotel having a spa break. And it was screaming at me but in a very loving way does that make sense yeah yeah yeah. this almost like when you were doing the therapy on me i remember you going and you will and you know you were really powerful like sort of like a motivational speaker thing you were Mm -hmm. and i do that sometimes on the stage i'll really shout to get the main points across so when i'm doing a talk about perhaps not listening to the inner critic i'll go it's not your fault and i really and you did that with me mm-hmm. and that's what one of um, my angels was doing he was just making it very very clear <laughs> that i was going down the right that you know the path you know what I mean? he said stay on this one put your bits of paper away love oh uh-huh. and just as i'm tuning into you <laughs> what i'm really picking up strongly is one of your guardian angels is a rapper Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he's oh, a my goodness. And he's got movement and beats and repetition. And, uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's a rapper. He's so powerful, so in love with you, so in love with life. And he's a rapper, 100%. Really? I've got a big smile on my face because it's coming through me that, yeah, he's a rapper. But the, the <laughs> angel or, the, is it an earth angel or a... Uh, it's, it's a rapper. Um... I think it's an angel more than um, like an ascended. It's not an ascended man. There's an angel, and he's a rapper. It's a rapper angel that oh you've my got. Goodness. Yeah, and when you just think about the energy of you know rappers, they are so uh, like current. They're so present. They're so aware of what's going on. They're commentating on life. Uh, they're entertaining. They are illuminating. They're helping people. And there's this rapper. I went to see um, Hamilton, okay. um, the, the the musical Hamilton in London, two weeks ago with one of my daughters. And I didn't realise that she'd never been to see musical theatre before. She's 22. Oh, I felt, my goodness, I've failed as a mother. I've never <laughs> taken my kids to a musical theatre. I've taken them to pantomime, I've taken them to theatre, but never musical theatre. Because she says to me, Oh, so mum, or mama, she calls me, um, is it all singing or will there be any speaking in this? <laughs> and I said, oh, there could be either, I'm not quite sure. However, Hamilton, it's 
the load of rapping. Oh. It's sensational. It's wonderful. I was so glad that that was the musical theatre that she was introduced to. Because it wasn't, you know, your classic uh, Les Miserables or whatever. It's a contemporary rapping. Great story, great... The, the whole thing is great. But yeah, it's rapping and it's really current. And that is one of your guardian angels. I can hear loud and clear. Is this rapper? Oh, wow. <laughs> Does that make sense Like to there's you? A, a rhythm to their... To their writer. Yeah, rhythm. and there's movement as well. Right, yeah, movement. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I, I know one of them is very musical, very, very musical, mm-hmm. and, and actually would play a lot of songs, and actually really encouraged me to sing, and would call my voice an angel. Uh-huh. This might be a third one. Yeah, yeah. This might be a different one from the two that you already I, discussed. I have had signs that there is a kind of oh, there's writer is actually on there. I had signs that there's someone, yeah, that that loves to write raps or they have a sort of a rhythm like that. But I believe they've not; they're still on this airplane. Mm, yeah, this is more that is background because um, he it's a it's a male energy. Okay. He's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's a rapper. I'm also picking up a sort of dragon energy. Does that make sense to you? Bonnie was born the year of the dragon, uh-huh. so that's when I became a mum. Mm-hmm. So that was very, you know, that date means the world to me. The, the year of the dragon. Yeah. She's a very, very powerful. I mean, I had a text the other day and I was, it was my 40th birthday and I was just sort of feeling quite emotional thinking of all the great things that happened in my 30s. And I just thought I've raised, I've worked so hard with all the stuff I do in wellness to raise these kids. And I've, you know, I've brought them up whilst managing a business. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot to take on. Mm-hmm. And I got this text, and I'll read it because it's actually beautiful. And it just came, you know when things just come at the right time when you're reflecting and you're emotional? Yeah. And this is like the nicest text. And I get a lot of people say this about Bonnie because she is a very special wee girl. But this just came at the most perfect time. Um, She said, uh, she'd been asleep over the night before. The mum who had hosted them says, Joe, I just had to message and say what a credit Bonnie is to you and Scott. She's the most positive, kind and infectious person to be around. Everybody needs a friend like Bonnie. Ooh, and that's you. what people say about me. Do you I know. know what I mean? And I was Gosh, like... Apple doesn't fall <laughs> far from the tree. I, 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 want, to, I want to take all the credit because her dad's amazing. He's a brilliant... Both of you, yeah. Um, but... But yeah, the dragon, could it be that? Or is there anything else that's coming? Well, it's clearly you've got dragon energy. Right, so what is that? Dragon energy. uh Well, it's very, very, very ancient. Okay. Um, It's very pure, it's very powerful. You know, the fire that comes out of the dragon's mouth. Yeah, yeah. And um, what else would I say about the dragon energy? Uh, Something very nice to be around. You know, you get a lot of uh, dragon crystals as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What colour? Oh, any colour, right, really. Well, but it the, looks the like... Thing, the, the, they're a dragon's head. Right. The, 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 and the one that I was seeing, first of all, was um, a, a purple colour. Well, I got given purple crystals this weekend as well. Oh, right. Is that... Yeah. Oh, Ooh, amethyst. And purple earrings yeah. as well. Uh-huh. Purple, I'm yeah. really drawn to the colour purple. Okay, because this dragon, um, it looks like a dragon's head. It's made of quartz crystal, but I think this one's amethyst. So you might want to be looking out for that. Okay. And tune into the energy of the dragon and what it means for you. Right. And again, I think that's background along with the rapper angel to the two that you've already mentioned. Yeah. Um, I am so excited um, about that that rapper because he is so refreshing. Yeah. You know, he's um, a game changer. Okay. A game changer. And your life 
as we know, is about to go whoosh <laughs> with a really um, pronounced upward trajectory in so many ways, as you know yourself. So having that power of the, the, the dragon the dragon energy, yeah. you know, having that fire behind you of the dragon, wow, how awesome. Yeah. And then having that contemporary wrapping too, as well as your other guides that you've got. Yeah. You are so looked after, so I, supported, yeah. so I, cradled and I blessed. Feel, yeah, I, I feel it's an amazing thing. And it, your like, nails are a bit purple too. Oh, yeah. Pardon me for interruption. No, no, go for it. Mm-hmm. I've got that little, I was called to buy this ring as well when I was having my first spiritual awakening and that's purples uh, orange and pink that's gorgeous so I don't know what led me to do it but mm-hmm. it was really really called for that um, and I just feel very thankful you know as you say like to be on this earth at this time because we're all here for a reason aren't we we're here to learn and inspire oh, and help elevate others. illuminate and with as many as we can bring along with us yes. and be elevated and illuminated by the pure souls yeah and it's amazing because i just know huge things are ahead for you too and thank you uh, you know i've said this on the podcast before since we've met and i said that you know just intuitively i felt it was the right thing to do but when i left you the review i was like you have changed my life i don't want to put too much pressure on the one person because i was doing lots of things but you really did um come at a time where i needed you and I was so overwhelmed by what you did, but I was open to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what allowed me to, to be brave and be open to it was my psychiatrist saying, NHS do have a spiritual care team. You're not alone. You're not weird if you want to be um, growing as a spiritual being because mm-hmm. we are a spiritual being. So I just see it so sad when there's all these people that are like, we're not spiritual beings. We're just here. It's a mistake. And then with that, if you look at this, the trends and the stats, People that don't have hope for the future or believe that, then the depression rates are higher amongst those people. I mean, there's been so many reports. Um, and you could, you know, I interviewed even a minister and a, loads of spiritual teachers, and they would just be like, without my faith, I have no anchor. Mm-hmm. So if you have no anchor, then anxiety is going to creep and creep around you. I, in 2019, I started to lose the fear of dying because that's what happens when you really connect spiritually. You know there's more, that you... You just focus on love and light and all the good things. I remember going for a Reiki, uh, and this is in my script. She was like, oh, my days. There is a massive thing coming for you with your work. But then she went, if you want it. And I went, yeah, do you want it? And I thought it was going to be my TEDx talk. TEDx talk was great, but it didn't have millions and millions of views. didn't get, you know, it was a massive thing to do, but it wasn't for me. I was like, if you're talking massive, that's impact. I want to make an impact. So it's like, something might come of this. But then one of the TEDx speakers said, you need to write a script. Please write a script. Then I've written the script. And then I'm getting all the feedback. And yeah. all that and oh, changing. So it was a and stepping stone. Stepping stone. And even the other day, someone was like, how would you feel if we just, you know, if we were producing it and we wanted to change quite a bit. And I said, the key for me is acting in it. As long as you keep the same themes of mental and spiritual help. Mm-hmm. And, oh, sorry. So, just um, as long as you keep the same themes and then um, don't, I was like, I'm happy for the script's deeply personal. It's a first draft. You know, when I'm sending it to producer, I'm like, look, I know I don't want to claim to be a producer. I'm a writer. It's very well written, but you can do what you like to make it work because I'm not a screenwriter, but I do want to act in it. I know that because they were interested to know what my main sort of motive was and how much I would be prepared for them to edit. 
So I'm interested in that pathway, but then it's sort of, she sings, so I'm singing more, I'm naturally meeting more people. I've, I've been asked to do a documentary this week with BBC, they're coming to let me film it on Wednesday. Fab. Do you know what I mean? Every, and I remember you saying, when you sensed that you were getting interviews from America and all these things were happening mm -hmm. to you, right? You just, yeah. But it wasn't like you were shocked because you knew it was coming. Yeah, uh -huh. it was just... But um, at the same time, though, um, like you saying about how your initial TED talk, you didn't feel that it had the impact that you had been expecting. Yeah. Like we were saying right at the beginning, when you look back, yeah. when you look back and you see, well, actually, that was a stepping stone for this, which do, to do, to do. Then when we have adversity in our lives, we can often, it, it, it can bolster us. It can give us... Um, good heart if you like in that this isn't necessarily the end it's you know we were talking about uh, birth you know rejuvenation birth isn't easy birth is hard yeah, it's tough. um so we can have tough times in our lives but knowing that that's not the end of the road that there it may be leading to opportunity maybe directly maybe in a diverse way but we can learn from this and when we look back in our lives and we see the pattern and the path and we can see how adversity has actually turned into opportunity mm -hmm. it gives us hope it gives us hope for the present and hope for the future yeah. and that hope you know that was what was left in pandora's box yes yeah I so love that. yeah that is such a beautiful beautiful thing hope oh talking about those um the, the the five highest vibrations love peace joy i wonder if hope's up there somewhere i think hope, well. my my best friend just had a baby and her middle name's it's Otis, her first name middle name's hope and then my uncle one of one of my uncles keeps messaging me about hope the word hope mm. so i think there's definitely something in that we need hope we need to never let go of it yeah, you know, but looking back in your life and seeing how things have transpired into something positive gives us sucker yeah, and it gives us hope and yeah. it gives us peace of mind and, and confidence, etc. If we wish to take more, um, you know, life in our hands, grasp the nettle, etc. Yeah, <laughs> like if you, if you were thinking about hope, where would you like to see yourself in five years? Well, um, I've got the the book that's coming that's coming out, yeah, right? Can't wait. Yeah, and um, where I intend to be is much more on the world stage, mm -hmm. being able to share um, the the philosophies of life, the simple things. Yeah. There's um, they, they they do say that we're not learning anything new; we're just remembering what we've forgotten. Yes, and yes. that's where I want to be Amazing. to help people remember what they've forgotten. Yeah, because yeah. that can elevate us ab ab above the the humdrum of you know the, the 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 woes of everyday life or the problems whatever. And let's face it, there's a lot going on with you know a lot of challenges. Yeah. So helping people to remember what they've forgotten, offering hope, offering that technique of looking back and seeing, hmm, that happened. Well, actually, it turned out all right for me in the end. Oh, it, I mean, you're you're thriving. And you're going to continue to thrive. And as I say, I'll do whatever I can to support you, to make introductions as exciting opportunities come to me, if there's any mm, way well, I can thank involve you. you, you and know. likewise. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be a really exciting road ahead. So exciting. Just yeah. need to fasten the seatbelt. And, um, yeah. and I guess keep, as you say, knowing the tools to ground. Roots and wings is what comes to me. And not being afraid to fly, because flying is very exciting. And flying means different things to different people as well, you know. Um, but 
just keep on the path keep doing what you're doing and mm-hmm. it's honestly it's really exciting yeah consistency faith faith is mm. just yeah that must be a big high vibration as well a very bit yeah faith's well i remember Brene brown listened to one of her podcasts and she was just going on at faith's her number one faith 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 and i think faith faith and love faith hope and love go together i think in a verse that is quite well known but um yeah but all of them do you know what i mean peace faith hope so so whoever's listening we just want to really channel you know love hope faith peace that's just been the quickest hour of um so much inspiration and uh, i just want to thank you for all you've given and continue to give and just um be kind to yourself and don't stop and um let us know what song have you got a song or two that really lifts your mojo that we can share with our listeners I don't have a particular song, but I do listen to the Solfeggio beats. Do you listen to them? Solfeggio. Solfeggio. It's S for sugar, O-L, F for Freddy, E, G for golf, G for golf, I, O, Solfeggio. And you'll find them on YouTube, and there's a variety of different um, beats. And one may be for peace of mind, another one might be for um, manifestation, another one could be for health. Mm-hmm. And they're particular, that they are tapping into the earth's waves, if you like. Okay. Um, so it's a sound, uh-huh. um, and sometimes it has a sort of music background, but it's a sound um, that is a very sort of tranquil background thing to have. You can be sitting doing your creating your book or, or your podcast mm-hmm. or whatever, and have a particular solfeggio beat on and mm. I do that a lot amazing um, some people use it when they go to sleep because you can sleep with them if you wish lovely but yeah the solfeggio beats I think they're be going to become more and more um, well well known um, you know across across everything wow. because they are so powerful these magical natural um, sounds on the internet I love that Mm -hmm. I think I discovered something like that when I was doing script edits I was writing the script I'm not sure what it was that came up um, whether it was like manifestation or um, prophetic something worship or something it was just stuff coming up that I could feel but I'm going to definitely check um, self-edgio I'm going to check that out and I'll I'll share it in the notes Um, so thank you so so much. Oh, thank you, Jojo. Do you it's have been an absolute joy? It's been so lovely to have you. Do you have any final words um, of life advice or just anything that's on your heart as we close off for our listeners? Yeah, to do everything with love. Yeah, to have set that intention that everything I do today is with love. And um, just one last thing: when I was up at that shamanic weekend at the Lendrick Lodge. Um, in the dining um, area that I shared, there was this fellow and he, he, he'd been a minor in Fife and he realised that the way that he was living his life and the drinking and everything, it was going to kill him very shortly. So he completely changed his life and was very much into nature. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that he sustains himself is he makes chocolate. He makes chocolate in his kitchen and I think he sells it to the House of Brewer and other places. Homemade chocolate he makes. So he brought it into the dining area and he said, Gillian, why don't, if you don't mind, break it up and hand it around to people. So I don't like chocolate. I know I'm one of the the, um, uh, unusual people, but I don't particularly like chocolate. But I felt, "Mm, I better taste some. I was blown away. The taste of this chocolate, it wasn't that it was the actual taste of the chocolate. I could taste the love. 
Oh my goodness. I could 100% taste the love that he puts into, you know, stirring that in his kitchen, making those different um, bars of chocolate. And it was, it was tangible, the love. Um, So I learned from that and I've always done everything now with love. And it, it, it matters. It really matters. It makes a difference. Just because we can't see something with these eyes doesn't oh, mean that it's not happening. It's all happening. And yeah. I, I think with your book, I'm getting a strong sense that, you know, because you're writing it with so much love, it's just going to make so many waves with people, you know, mm-hmm. because that's when your intentions are pure. And when we keep love at our highest, highest, um, um, you know, um, place in whatever we do, then... Yeah. You can go through anything, and I'm talking hard life things like breakups, or you know, um, changing your whole career, or um, raising kids, or these massive big life things. You know, and wellness as well, well health. Well, yeah, yeah, getting through. You know, I've got you know Lisa from Make Seconds Count. She asked me to be a patron for the charity. I got her singing for the first time since her incurable cancer diagnosis. Wow! Around this table, her and her beautiful husband Ewan right there and i got to witness him singing for the first time in you know well over a year maybe it was two years and our mom wrote me that night thank you for getting my angels singing oh. and that was because you know the intention was love i had them around we i wanted to help raise money and and raise awareness about their new charity which is now huge makes seconds count but i also wanted them to feel love and that music and that was such a special moment and that's one they'll always remember and one i'll always remember so when you keep love at the core of everything you do and even if you are having a day where you're like oh anxiety fear it's okay as you say we just we, we notice it but then we tell ourselves and you're so good at this in therapy is rephrasing things mm. like you know not i didn't i shouldn't i could have mm-hmm. but i didn't that day you know and mm-hmm. just keeping that language being conscious of our language and that takes can take a bit although a session with you maybe you'll just get but um i just feel that i speak even like a if a fly comes on me or whatever i'm like okay sweet oh sweet off you go you know rather than oh get away from me or um, all these wasps yeah. oh, it's okay just come in and go and you mm-hmm. know focusing on those little things so Thank you so much for all your knowledge. I'm so excited. This will go live Wellness Wednesday this week. So um, my, my intention is this helps so, so many people. Not just this year, but next year and over the years because it won't go anywhere. Um, so, yeah, just putting all the, the good vibes to that. And then um, mm-hmm. maybe I'll do a little wrap at some point too. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> a wrapper. <laughs> I've actually got Avicii and James Arthur, who are both rappers, in my first book that I did four years ago. Um, Any rappers out there? Here's a bit of James Arthur. We're falling like the stars. We're falling in love. Falling like the stars. James Arthur. And I'm not scared to say those words with you. We're falling like the stars We're falling in love Ed Sheeran's a rapper too, he's in the book Swear to God every day He won't take you away Cause without you babe I'd lose my way
falling in love And I'm not scared to say those words With you I'm safe We're falling like the stars Falling in love Love you all so much guys Keep love at the core of what you do Mwah.